If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello and welcome once again to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and I'm delighted to be back with you again. And I'm broadcasting this from my RV in the panhandle of Florida. It's uh, cloudy today. Actually, the weather hasn't been the greatest since we've been here. Having said that, it's warm and there is one thing you never have to do, and that is shovel rain. So... I'm just as happy sitting here and talking to you with rain falling outside um, as long as I can do it in T-shirt and shorts. And when I go outside, I'm putting a pair of flip-flops on and not lacing up my winter boots because I do understand it's been pretty horrid back in Ontario and I am really happy, really lucky not to be there at the moment. Although I will be heading back there in a couple of weeks because I'm heading off to Paris for... The Vacation Rental Managers Association conference uh, the first weekend of March. So that's really, really exciting. But uh, it's it's not an easy task getting from here back up to Ontario because it's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take our RV back up to the campground we leave it at in Tennessee. Um, and then I've got to unload it all. And then we do a 15-hour drive home from there. So it, it actually takes three days to to get myself home from from where we are down here in the south but uh, what the heck it's lovely being here and i i will be just as happy though when i when i get home and get on that airplane to paris hopefully see many of you who are listening to this in in paris please don't forget to come up and say hello and you know let's grab a coffee we'll all go and sit down and and have a good chat i can't wait to meet so many people that that I've I've already met before we've networked at previous conferences but if we haven't met personally before please don't hesitate to uh, to come say hello I would love to meet you so today on the show I have two ladies who I have admired for a long long time they were at the vacation rental success summit in Toronto last year where they gave gave a sellout workshop on um, design and decor. Um, it's Mercedes Brennan and Karen Campbell of One Chic Retreat. And if you haven't checked out onechicretreat.com, you really need to do so. It's probably, I, I think, one of the best design and decor blogs for vacation rental owners that you could possibly find. The, the, uh, the blog posts are, are fairly infrequent, but when they come, they are the best and they're really long and they give you such a huge insight into what you can do to make your vacation rental look spectacular. And we all know that being successful these days is far more than just having a really, really clean property and an up-to-date TV. It's got to be, you know, it's got to be Instagram worthy. 
it's got to be oh you you've got to have that wow reaction from the moment somebody walks in the door and certainly from the photographs so in my conversation today with mercedes and karen we talk about a whole bunch of things from what you should have in a kitchen what a bedroom should look like what artwork you should be buying and what artwork you should not be using and they also give me some really great insights into a property that I saw recently that uh, that has some issues based on more the location of the property rather than the property itself. Um, so take a listen and you can hear the wonderful consultancy I had with Mercedes and Karen in this conversation. So without further ado, let's move on straight on over to this great interview. Well, it's a huge delight for me to have back on the podcast, Mercedes Brennan and her business partner, Karen Campbell from One Chic Retreat. Welcome to you both. Thank you, Heather. We're really happy to be here. Yeah, thank you. So where are you? Where are you today? Are you working? We are. We are um, in San Diego and we are doing a portfolio of photography today on a vacation rental, a, a beach house that we did down here. Oh, fabulous. So what, what, does that, what does that entail? So basically, I mean, the house is done and we're just coming in to take, you know, pictures so that we can you know, use it for social media and, and on our website um, and just adding a few little elements for staging, just which is what everyone should be doing when they're taking, you know, their photographs, a few plants and some fresh flowers and puffing up the pillows and things like that, taking advantage of the light. So all these things, are what I want to talk about today, about, um, about design, about decor, about staging, because, you know, I, for one, because I go out and see uh, vacation homes daily, and I suppose I might see 150 or so a year. And some of the, and these, these are ones that we are considering adding to our property management portfolio. You know, sometimes I can walk in a door and, my jaw drops because it's so beautiful and other times I walk in the door and the jaw drops because it's not. <laughs> Believe me, we, we've walked in a lot of really bad ones where we yeah. wanted to start crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just want to say, um, well, thanks for inviting me, but mm, I'll, I'll see you <laughs> as you walk away fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I want to, a, a bit later on, I want to talk about one that I saw last weekend because it, I wasn't that warm to it when I arrived but when I left I was very warm to the property and to the owners and I think um, you know I'd like to share that and talk about what I saw and what I thought they should be doing and perhaps you can add your suggestions but basically today I want to um, you know I want to talk to you in general about design and decor in a vacation rental but a couple of years ago when we spoke Mercedes, I don't think it was as important as it is now. How, how do you feel about that? Well, I have to say, I've always thought it was extremely important, but I agree with you that it's it because of the increasing competition in vacation rentals um, that it's more important than ever in, in general in hospitality. I mean, you even see it in the hotel industry where you have these boutique hotels that are launching almost weekly and that tells you a little bit about what people are looking for. People, when they are away on vacation or if they're away on a business trip, they want a really nicely designed space in which to spend time. 
and it is those pictures. I and mean, you say, say you're doing portfolio pictures today. It is those pictures that are just so important. And I did actually was online today looking for a property to stay in in Ottawa uh, in um, in April. Uh, we have a, a an exhibition that I'm going to. We've got a booth there. And, you know, this is a, a three day business trip. And I years ago when I used to go there and we'd go for a hotel, it was just like, well, it's a hotel room. That's all I need. But right. now I want more. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay in a vacation rental and there's quite, as you say, it's competitive now. There's a lot of them out there. And I find myself spending an hour or more sifting through all these different properties. And it's the, it's the pictures, it's the photos that just, you know, they either turn you on or they turn you off. It's so true. I, I actually, um, a few weekends ago, my family and I were in Palm Desert for the weekend, and I actually stayed at a brand new vacation rental that the gentleman, the owners had, had um, I was the first person there, first people to rent it, and they had asked me to come and consult and give them, you know, some advice on on the changes that should have been made. When I saw it online, it, it looked great. The outdoor space, which was the most attractive to me, we wanted a pool and we wanted to be able to, you know, enjoy the outside and, and the beautiful surroundings. But when I got in the house, the inside, the entire thing was beige and brown. And while it was, it looked very nice in the pictures, um, it just, it, it didn't have color. I mean, I was there as a consultant, but if, if I was renting on my own and I was looking on my own for that space, I would not have stopped on that property. You'd have just passed it by and gone on to the next next listing, right? Absolutely. It had no color. It was just sort of lifeless. It wasn't, it was borderline nicely designed. Um, You know, people are looking for a place that's better than their own home. You know, you're going on vacation, you're renting a place, you're going to relax and they want to feel like they're getting a lot of bang for their buck. And that's a beautiful space. Yes. In fact, Karen and I, our, our motto is it's think of it as the home they wish they had away mm-hmm. from home, not the home away from home, because we, we have home every day. We don't want to go into a house or an apartment uh, and, and feel like, oh, I just went into my friend Harry's house. We want an experience. We don't want just every day. Right. Yeah. You don't want to make do. No, because, you know, if, if you're if you're going on vacation, let's say to the Caribbean and you're going to stay at a, at a resort, you want a beautiful resort with a beautiful room, with a beautiful view, you know, with nice drinks and a, a relaxing experience and a, and a great pool. So, you know, people, when they rent a home, they're looking for that same kind of experience, an elevated experience from their everyday life. Can this be done um, on, on a budget, because I've, I've, I read a post that you wrote on, um, one chic retreat, which I have to say has some of the best blog posts I've, I've seen anywhere. So, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, for the, for those of you listening, I will put a link to one chic retreat at, uh, on the show notes and please go and take a look because the advice there is, you know, it's like having, it's like having Mercedes and Karen in your room with you, giving you a consultation. That's how, that's how oh, I felt about it. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Heather. Um, but in one of those posts, you said that regardless of the rental rate, furniture and furnishings should re- should reflect a high end feel. So I I was out at this property the the other day, and this is probably going to rent at around about two thousand dollars a week. So for, for us, it's um, it's probably middle of the road 
It's it's not high end pricing. It's not total economy, but it does accommodate 12 people. So, you know, that that that's reflected in the rental rate. The owners bought it back in October and they haven't really done a great deal to it. Uh, and it does have that real 1990s feel. And you said beige walls. That's exactly what this has got is beige walls throughout, empty beige walls. Flooring is good, but it lacks any feeling of this better than home for sure. So they don't have a huge amount of money to spend. So when you say that furniture and furnishings should reflect a high-end feel, how can people do that on a budget? Well, the, the first thing that we recommend, we understand this isn't your primary residence, you're on a budget, and there's a lot of things that need to go in to fill it. It's not just furnishings and the kitchen and all of that. Um, the first thing that we tell our clients is paint your walls white. Everybody gravitates, they, they feel really safe with painting their walls beige or tan. It actually is the worst photograph color, and, and it's, as we call it, scorched earth. It's, it's not inviting. Um, and if you really look on Instagram, um, and you're, you should be using social media, if you look at the designed, well-designed homes that are popping, they've got white walls. So we would recommend, you know, going to the paint store and getting a super white and painting the entire interior white. And not, and not just any white. It's got to be a very bright white. Yeah, yeah, a very, very bright white. How, um, how do you choose a bright white? Because to me, white's white. Um, oh, no, it's got to be the, it's super white. It's the brightest, cleanest, whiter than white. No, no yellow tones to it. No pink tones. Yes. If anything, it's, it's just got to almost be a pure, bright, bright white. And you can go into any paint store. You know, we use Benjamin Moore super white all the time, but um, any, any paint store, wherever you were living in whatever country, ask them, say, what is the brightest white that you have? Mm -hmm. And people are really scared of white. When we say just paint it white, they're so scared. But we're sitting in a vacation rental right now, and she painted it the brightest white possible. And you should see it. It is gorgeous. And it was beige when we, when yes. we first saw it. And, and so now everything is just shiny. And, and then from there, um, there are amazing resources now. You know, there's Craigslist, there's eBay, there's Etsy, where people are selling um, art and, and dressers. And, it, and it's nice to bring in, you know, vintage not Victorian vintage, but, you know, like Canadian pine dressers that you maybe get for $200. I mean, if you if you spend the time curating those kind of things, you'll save yourself a lot of money. Um, the most important things I would say are, are the upholstered pieces. Don't you yes. agree, Mercedes? Upholstered, upholstered seating. People do not want to sit on anything uh, that feels used on their skin. Or, or, or so, really cheap. Yes. Yeah, so think of anything that touches skin. So your sheets, your, um, all of your bedding, your pillows, and all of your fabric on, you know, all your upholstery pieces should feel really good against the skin, not polyester. You know, it, it should feel like a natural material. It might not be completely natural, but it should look and feel natural. And, and you just want to make sure that, um, like we steer people away from Ikea um, that just doesn't last and you're basically throwing your money away. I know it's attractive so for upholstered pieces. For upholstered pieces. Yeah. I know it's attractive, you know, the price point, but the second you sit on it, it just 
feels really cheap and in a year it'll have collapsed under you. It's amazing what you can find when you really take the time to kind of search online ads. There's always a good sale. Um, there's estate all, sales. there's estate sales. I mean, there's furniture lines that have sales all the time, or there's people that are moving and they've just, you know, for instance, in this house that we're in, she needed a sectional and we found an amazing sectional for her that was three months old and the, the person was transferred. It, it had barely even been used. It's so gorgeous. It, it's, it's the most gorgeous sectional. We could, it was such a scoop and it was a thousand dollars and it's huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think the biggest thing, Heather, is that, so people buy their rentals and their properties to rent out and they get really impatient and they just want to start putting everything into it and just like start making money because that's why they've, they've invested in that property. But I think that our biggest advice would be take a step back and just slow down because you want to do it right, right out of the gate because there's no room for mistakes because if you have one bad review, it just tarnishes everything for you. And just remember it costs just as much to furnish a badly designed place as a well-designed place. Yeah. It's, it's taking the time to just thought within your budget to just thoughtfully look to buy the best things that you can. And, and, And again, it's like there's amazing art on eBay and there's great pillow sellers, you know, decorative throw pillows on Etsy. And, you know, just it's it's really just taking the time to to look and to research. And you'll be amazed what you can do with a tight budget. I think people think that, um, you know, it's it's a trip out to Walmart to their soft furnishing section. That's that's all they need to do. Um, Yes. Yes. The kids of death. Yes. For, for yeah. Return on investment. That's just the kids. Yes. Please do not ever go out and buy a living room set. You, 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 where everything matches. The worst. Yes. That's a really interesting take because you know, in in my past, I I don't do it anymore. You'll be pleased to know. But I have gone <laughs> out and I've done exactly that. You know, it's the three piece set. That's what you do. How how, how do you know? What, what goes with what, though, if, if you don't have that design gene? Well, I think that the place that we always start with clients, and um, there is a, there's a blog post on this, and, and I'll give you the link, but it's always start with the look, overall look that you're going for. And, and remember, it is absolutely fine to copy. So if you need to go to, you know, Martha Stewart magazine, and you find something that you love in there, you can say, gosh, this is going to be my design concept. I think that this look would go really well in my house. Once you know what your your design, uh, the design concept is like a design blueprint. And it's, it serves to give you a sort of a roadmap of the look you're going for. So, for example, Pinterest is a wonderful source for finding images. Um, and Instagram and Pinterest for finding images that are, you know, could serve as your, as your sort of imagery board. And what we like to do is um, we create a Pinterest board for all of our clients in the very beginning. And we spend, you know, a couple of hours pinning things and then they pin things and they go, Oh, I love that. And so with that, we, we create this concept and then every buying decision from there is kind of goes together. So it's not really necessarily a theme. It's more like just this feel and look that you're going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's something that I've I've come to do over the last couple of years, having watched far too many HGTV programs, but understand that uh, that that concept. So coming back to um, to this wonderful couple who 
you know, having walked through this place and, and, and having my first first elements of misgivings about it as I walk through the door. And I don't, I, I'm going to step back a bit, actually, and, and tell you about the approach to this property because it, it's on a lake and it has beautiful waterfront. However, as you drive towards it along a road, it's through a trailer park. And mm. when I went to see it, it you know, last week, it's, most of our snow has gone. It was, you know, so we've just got the, the dirty black snow around. It was winter in a trailer park, which is, just didn't look good. So I'm driving through this, and it's probably about a kilometer or so of, I mean, and, the, and these are recreational trailers. You know, people are, have, have left them for the winter. They'll come back in the summer. So all their junk is piled up against them, and it really gave it a, a really rundown look. So by the time I get to this cottage, I'm not feeling great about the place to start with. And that's, you know, I always, I always tell my owners, you know, when you've got guests coming in, this is what they're going to see. You've got to think about not just from the moment they walk in the door, but from probably a mile or two out. Because if they get to your door and they're, they haven't had a, first, a good first impression of the neighborhood, they're, right. you've got a big job. So when I got to their door, these guys had a big job to convince me that this was going to be going to be good and I they opened the door and it's it's two um it was a small cottage to one side a larger cottage to the other with a breezeway between them but the breezeway is it's it's fully enclosed it's almost like a very large porch and you can access Mm -hmm. both properties from inside it and I walked into this porch way and it just had bare concrete floor beige walls and these beautiful windows that overlook the lake wow and mm. so I'm, tr- I, so I said, you know, the first thing you have to do, people, what, ha, you have to give that wow impression because people have already, you know, they've got some negative feelings before they are actually arrive. But once they get to your gorgeous piece of property on this, on this gorgeous waterfront, you've got to have them come to the door and, and get that wow as they walk in. So I think my question to you is what would you do with this, rectangular empty space that has concrete floor um beige walls and magnificent windows <laughs> overlooking the lake well the first thing is you're you're gonna you want to create sort of that you're driving down to this hidden gem you know you're you're obviously driving through an unattractive um part of you know a trailer park, and then you're going to come back to this cottage and the outside is just as important as the inside in terms of design. So, you know, and then beautiful plants and then maybe depending on what, what's out there an inviting bench or, you know, a hammock or just something where like you immediately before you've even stepped inside, you're kind of starting to relax. Like, okay, gosh, look at this. And definitely a brightly painted front door. That would really help. Yeah. A brightly painted front door. And you just want to create that welcoming. And then in terms of that, that breezeway, I mean, depending on the size of it, that's where you could put, you know, maybe you put a great seagrass rug and seating area where you can kind of see on, on a summer night or a rainy night or whatever. Um, I don't know if there's screens on that. If there were, that would be great. But you could just see sort of maybe having a cocktail or playing a game or, you know, it's a way to bring those two separate cottages together where you're kind of going to meet in the middle there. You know, you're going to walk in and you just want that to be inviting and you want that to look comfortable and you want that to look like a place where like okay gosh I'm starting to relax yet again like I could just sit down here and envision like having a glass of wine and and then we're going to go off to our separate spaces 
and again, it doesn't have to be expensive, um, expensively done. I mean, obviously, I don't know the size of the breezeway and maybe seating isn't possible there, but you definitely, you know, a whole seating spot. But if it's smaller, you can do a rug and a bench where you can, people would come in and take their shoes off and leave their bags and kind of leave their business stuff behind and kick off their shoes and walk barefoot through the house and just have an awe moment. You know, a pretty plant inside. Definitely an entry table. We like to put big mirrors over an entry table mm -hmm. in the in the entrance to give that that sense of this is the entrance here. This is where I can, you know, put my keys and my sunglasses down. Yeah. Oh, there's a nice lamp and it's on for me. There's a there's a mirror. Yeah. And and we And some greenery. Always, yes, always some greenery. Even if it's um faux, we the the faux particular particularly faux succulents mm -hmm. have become so outstanding. So uh, some greenery, a mirror, and, and definitely, as Karen says, some floor coverings, whether it be seagrass, sisal, or, you know, vintage mm -hmm. rug or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or some, and some hooks too. Um, if it's not an area that's big enough for a bunch of seating, then hooks where they can hang their coat or their bag and beach towels, wh whatever, you know, just a place for things to be put. The yeah. message is, you know, they can't do anything about the neighborhood. There's nothing they can do about that. But what they can do is hey, this is a hidden gem. Look at the brightly painted front door. And right. then when you come in, you're going to forget about that whole experience exactly. that you had driving up to the cottage. And, and you're basically going to be rochambeauing to see who's got to leave and go to the store. You know, that's the ultimate goal here, that they don't want, you're on a lake and you don't want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, those, and, are, and those are fantastic suggestions. I'm scribbling away like crazy. <laughs> and the, the size of that breezeway, about 25 feet by 12. So there's an opportunity there where, you know, at night you're on vacation and let's say if, you know, depending on it, are there bedrooms on I, any, at both cottages, I would assume? Yeah, they're, they're both. One is a, a self-contained one bedroom, one bathroom, you know, full cottage, kitchen, living room. And at the other end is, is a lot, much larger one with three bedrooms. Right. So, so what's really nice is, you know, let's say two families could rent it or mm. a family and the grandparents. So what's great is you've got sort of your own spaces. You said you said they're not huge. So, you know, at night your family can go to your side and the other group can go to their side. But what's really nice about that breezeway is there's an opportunity there to create a common gathering spot for people to sit and play games and do puzzles, read a book, play music, you know, have a cocktail, have dessert, whatever. It's big enough to create that space. What I'm getting from you here that it's, you know, when you're doing this, it's, 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 you're imagining what your guests are going to be doing in different spaces and then creating that experience for them almost. Absolutely. Every space should be lively. There should be no dead spaces. Take care of every corner. Mm -hmm. And and the thing to also remember is um, designing vacation rentals is very different than designing your home because you live in your home every day, but you're designing to create experiences for your guests. And when people go on vacation, you know, they want to forget about everything. So hopefully they're turning off their, their electronics and people do play games on vacation and they do do puzzles and they, it's about, you know, bringing family and friends together. So you want to create spaces where that where that can happen. Even even you know people are reading more and more on their tablets, but on vacation, that's when they'll pick up a book. So 
especially where you are in your neck of the woods up in cottage country, people love if there's a lake nearby or mountains, for some reason, it just goes with a book. Mm -hmm. so yeah, put books in the bedrooms, put books in the in the living room, real games that people can play. And apparently board games are having a heyday. I just heard that. I mean, the New yeah. York Times uh, just reported that. Yeah, um, they, they are coming back. Yeah. I mean, we, we, um, you know, we were just at that in the desert and we had a bunch of college kids with us and they, it was amazing. They didn't even have their phones and they were all just sitting around the coffee table playing games and cracking up laughing and playing cards and that's what people do on vacation. So it's important to keep, bear in mind that you want to create spaces for people to do that. Definitely. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, I'm, I'm going to be taking all this back to my my clients, I'm, I'm going to tell them I had a cons have this consultancy and I'm delivering it to them. <laughs> Wonderful. Good. Can we move on to kitchens? Because, you know, I, I, I know people eat out a lot, but when there's people like me, we never eat out on vacation. I love going to different kitchens in different vacation rentals and, and cooking for my family. It's, it's just, you know, I like to cook. There's a lot of people who do. What advice can you give to owners if they want to really ramp up the the look and the feel of their kitchens? Well, okay. So first, the first thing about a kitchen to understand is that um, in your portfolio pictures, remember the, the last thing that you want to do is shoot the kitchen shot like it's a real estate photo, like you're trying to sell the the home that you see in the you know Zillow and those mm -hmm. on those sites. You every shot of your kitchen should be like, look at what you can do in our kitchen. So for example, always put um, maybe a shot of food out with hors d'oeuvres, maybe some wine glasses with a glass of wine. If you have a nice coffee maker, which we, we always tell people, make sure you have a coffee maker, um, a traditional one, and then maybe something a little alternative like a pour over or a press pot for a higher end rental. An espresso machine is obviously nice, um, but you want to show that stuff off. So, you know, you want to show off the coffee maker or if you, if you have a, you know, a nice kitchen mixer, put it out. Yeah. Nice, nice cutting boards, a bowl of lemons, mm -hmm. you know, plants. Yes. Um, it, it should look, it should look like, look at what you can do in this kitchen. And we are a big advocate if you can, you know, if you're at this stage or if you're renovating a vacation or if you're starting, just we always think that a nice bright kitchen is nicer than like a brown kitchen. Mm -hmm. So if you have, for example, an older kitchen where you have maybe some kind of dark wood um, cabinets, we, we just say, tell people to paint them, mm -hmm. paint them white mm -hmm. or, or light gray. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can revive kitchen cabinets with just nice new hardware. Like brass is really in right now. Brass can make kitchen cab. They can just transform them. Mm -hmm. Just make sure that your kitchen is well stocked and that your knives are sharp. Um, our kitchen book is coming out in four months. That's when our launch date is. So we will have um, a you know a kitchen book that you can buy. And we've done our research. Everything in there is is not expensive, but it's it's very good quality. So it's the number of glasses you need, the number of plates. Karen actually just had an experience. Karen. Yeah, I was, uh, again, I keep going back to this rental that I just consults in the desert, but I had six of us staying there and, um, we got there and there were two dish towels and there were eight stemless wine glasses and that was it. And there were some, you know, plates and saucers and whatnot. But, um, we, 
whenever somebody wanted water, then they poured a glass of wine. We were spent the entire weekend washing glasses and then washing dish towels because the dish towels were soaked and there was no saran and there was just, there was basically nothing to the kitchen. And it was, it was frustrating because like you, Heather, I like to cook on vacation. It's much more relaxing than coming in from the day, let's change and go out to dinner. And that's a big reason why I like to rent a house. And there were just a lot of things missing. You know, we, we, there were no serving platters and, and people again, forget that People are on vacation and they're going to cook and they need a well-appointed kitchen that's stocked well. And they're on vacation. They might want to make a margarita and you should have a blender and yes. you should have cups to put those margaritas <laughs> in. You know, the, the rules, the rules change when you're uh, putting a vacation rental um, together. And as Mercedes said, make it, make it a bright kitchen. If you don't have the money to change the countertops and they're kind of quirky, then you just got to run with it. If you can paint the cabinets, perfect. But greenery helps, again, a bowl of lemons, you know, really neat cutting boards. Target is a great resource for kitchen things. Definitely some art in there. Um, people forget about art in the kitchens. You know, you just want it welcoming where you can imagine your entire family sitting in the kitchen having a great time together. Fun funnily enough, we are actually sitting in a kitchen right now. <laughs> yeah. And we have, it's a, it's a round kitchen table. There are these really, they were bought at Target, right? Mm -hmm. Weren't these at Target? And we have actually Target art around us, which art you would never know is Target art. Yeah. It looks authentic. A faux succulent. And the, our favorite thing is we have a little, um, it's a little felt, felt board. Felt letter board. Yes. And it says welcome. And then whoever is going to be renting this rental, it'll say welcome, you know, Campbell family. family. Yeah. Or, you know, make yourself at home and the letters, you can just peg them right in there. And it's just such a nice little touch. So it, so it sounds like, you know, it's a matter of, of, of taking things one by one rather than having this long sort of laundry list of stuff and then heading out and trying to buy the whole lot in one day. It's much easier to sort of divide and conquer and take each room um, as, as, you know, make a plan for each room and then go out. It's really overwhelming to have a list with a million items on it. And then like, again, you're just going to walk into target and just start buying everything in sight. We need throw pillows and we need this. And that's when mistakes are going to happen. I, I would start in the living room, really. I, the living room really sets the tone for the whole house. And then from there, just, you know, move room to room and furnish it, furnishing it. Yes. We well, always start in the living room. That's a good segue into bedrooms um, because we know that beautiful bedrooms sell. And, and I'm telling my owners a lot of the time that they need to spend a little bit more time making their beds look fantastic because people are looking at bedroom photos and imagining themselves sleeping in that bed. Can you give us some tips to help create wonderful sleeping spaces that are really going to pop out in a listing photograph? Well, I think it's really hard to talk about bedrooms without first starting with the mattress. So, it, you know, that is probably the most important element to a bedroom because we can design an amazing bedroom that everybody wants to rent and be in. But if the mattress doesn't deliver, then you're the, you're not going to have happy guests. And um, it's it's unfortunately one of those items when when owners are furnishing houses, it's one of the last items that they buy. And they tend to um, try to go, they try to go cheap. It's just, it's just absolutely non-negotiable. You can't go cheap on the mattress. 
You, you can you can buy the used antique uh, tables that go alongside of the bed. You can buy a beautiful you know antique bed that you got on Craigslist for two hundred dollars. But the mattress, it's got to be a very good quality mattress that is not going to uh, bend in. Uh, it's got to be um, firm. Yeah. I call it like the bending in bed where one person gets in and then there's the crevice that it's in the middle. And, and even in cheap mattresses after three months, we'll start to do that. There's unfortunately too kind of this trend for the mattress that comes in the box. Mm-hmm. Those companies are, we've used them um, in the past and, and people have been disappointed in them. I think the problem is, is that they are geared for millennial backs and millennial backs are nice and healthy <laughs> Yeah. They don't care. They can sleep. on. I mean, I, when I was 22, I could sleep on anything. There's a reason why high-end hotels um, and even mid, mid-priced hotels have traditional mattresses. Mm-hmm. People like them. Yeah. So they don't sleep hot. So we, we definitely suggest having a very good quality mattress. And, good, and you want, you know, quality sheets, white. People white. don't want any colored sheets. It, it grosses them out. White, white, they, they look like they're clean and they're bleached and they reveal everything. So when they pull back those covers and look, you know, it's very easy for them to, you know, if something happened, heaven forbid for you to bleach them. Um, Colored sheets, people are really turned off by them. Yeah. So you you basically want to just create a, a fluffy, white, clean looking bed for them with a nice, you know, colored throw folded down at the end. And throw pillows. Every you should have two pillows, two sleeping pillows, good quality sleeping pillows on the bed for each guest. And you should have two extra pillows in the closet because people like to read in bed or you know lie in bed and drink their coffee, and and so they want pillows. That's really important, and it's important to have extras. Very um, much so with you, natural materials on the bedding. So no polyester, no polyester. Yeah. And you want to have a blanket and you want the blanket to, to go with the location. So if I'm in Florida, I don't want a fleece blanket. I want a nice light cot, hundred percent cotton blanket on the bed. If you're in cottage country and it's cool at night, a fleece or a warmer blanket um, on the bed is, is great. You want a nice, duvet. And and frankly, getting back to the pillows, it's nice to offer two options. So a down option and then, you know, uh, a a polyester, what is it? A polyfill option because not everybody likes a down and not everyone likes a polyfill. Mm -hmm. So you want to be able to accommodate the needs of all of your guests. It's great to have, you need really good reading lights on both sides of the bed. Reading light is so important. We can't even go. And we've so and we been appointing reading lights now that have the charging station in the base of the lamp. And guests really appreciate that. So they don't have to then crawling under the bed looking for the plug to plug in their phones because mm-hmm. they can just do it in the lamp. And that's a wonderful convenience. One of our favorite things to do in bedrooms is to um, put a wall treatment on the wall behind the bed. Mm-hmm. So for example, we have a bedroom upstairs in this house that has stick wood, which is a, um, it's a, a real wood. It's like a wood veneer and peel you stick and it. It's a peel, it's peel and stick. You put it on the wall and it, it just, it's a wood wall behind the bed. Mm-hmm. And, um, this was a, it's actually a very small bedroom upstairs. And, um, so we did that on one, on the back wall. And then we actually took out the closet 
because it was just so, it was feeling so tiny. Guests don't need closets. If this is a, a dedicated, this is a dedicated vacation rental. So this is only going to be used for this purpose. We don't need, they don't need a closet. She has a big owner's closet off of her garage. Um, yes. We have a rod. Yes. We have a, like a plumbing pipe hung from the ceiling to the wall and which is one of our favorite things that we do. And then one dresser. So they can, they do have space to hang mm-hmm. things. Um, and guess if there's room, you know, definitely either put a bench at the end of the bed or a chair. They can throw their clothes if they're sloppy mm-hmm. <laughs> or, um, and a you know, rack. sit and, and definitely a luggage rack in every room. Um, what people don't realize owners is that you spent all this money on nice bedding. Um, you want to create a, a, a nice experience. And then here comes, you know, Joe Schmo. And he's traveled from God knows where, and he's thrown his suitcase in the trunk of a greasy taxi, or then he's gotten on the plane and he's thrown his suitcase in the bowels of the plane. And then he's gotten out of his rental car and he's dragged it across, you know, your driveway or up your path. And then he gets in the bedroom and guess where the first place he puts his suitcase is on the bed. And that's just, if there's not a luggage, if there's not a luggage rack, and then there goes your bedding. And your bedding's getting grease marks on it, and they're unpacking, and the suitcase is rubbing. So we always recommend a luggage rack. Perfect. All, all these things are going to go on the show notes, and th- there is a link to stickwood.com as well, because I'd never heard of that. And why oh, yeah, it's great. And we're, we're, we're going to put them on our Instagram. We've used them a number of times. It's a fabulous um, it's a fabulous company and it's really easy to do. Like you don't need to hire someone to do it. It's very easy to cut, to cut it. Uh, you can yeah, practically we actually did it ourselves. Yeah. You We're can practically proud. cut it with scissors, <laughs> um, but it's real wood and it just really warms up a room if needed. It's an, it's nice to have one or two of the bedrooms have a wall treatment in it just so that the entire house isn't just bare walls. Yeah. You don't want all, if you can, it, yeah. you don't have all yeah. drywall. Like, you know, sometimes if we, we also use wallpaper right. behind, behind a bed as well. Yep. And, and also Heather, it's important for people. Um, again, art, it's amazing when Mercedes and I go through pictures and we're just scanning different rentals, um, how people, it's like they're afraid to shop for art. And so they don't put art in, um, and you don't have to spend a lot of money on art, but art is incredibly important. Um, and a lot of times they just buy one little picture and put it on the wall and it's not even in, in scale of what is needed in the room. But um, that is definitely a, an important um, item Very and, much so. and a mirror over the dresser and some books. You mentioned Target for artwork. Where else, yes. where else would, um, would you suggest people go looking for artwork? We do a lot on eBay. Um, you know, we like to buy vintage paintings. So we'll just, you know, do a search for, you know, if you're in cottage country, vintage lake painting framed. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing what pops up. And um, it's not expensive. I mean, you could find a great painting for $30, artist unknown. You know, you're not looking for Picasso. Yes. Um, and also um, Etsy and that, Minted. Yep, Etsy. There's a lot of independent art sellers on there. You know, they're trying to, to get themselves noticed. Um, there's great prints. Minted is great. You talk about the framing because you're the one. Yeah, and framing is really important. So we like to also, we like throughout the house to mix up the art. You know, we, we like there to be some vintage paintings. 
We like there to be photo, you know, photographs, um, some, you know, maybe it's some antlers that are mounted and you're hanging or a tortoiseshell, um, a, a basket that you're hanging on the wall. I mean, it's nice to have it all be different and it just creates a lot of interest. Um, the one thing we'll say about framing photographs is um, we really, we actually really are not fans of buying photographs at um, those those wrapped canvas photographs at like Target or TJ Maxx or Home Goods, they're just really cheap looking. They're mm -hmm. um, yeah, and they just them. don't look good. So if you if you are gonna buy um, a photograph, we suggest framing it behind non glare plexiglass and and investing that. that. Either with a mat or without. But yeah. photography just is the look is elevated, mm -hmm. framed. And the other thing is if you're so if you're in cottage country. I mean, we, we, we just are floored how many times we see this. So someone will say, hey, can you, you know, they send in their pictures of their place for us to do a consultation. And let's say it's a lake, they're at Muskoka and they send it in and we're looking at their living room and there's a giant photograph of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> and, and I don't even know why it's there. That I mean, all, all the, the time. time. So <laughs> if you're at a beach house, gosh, there's great art that's sort of, and not signs that say, going to the beach or the beach is great, please avoid that. But yes. you can do abstract art and you can do modern art. But if you're going to do art, just don't put the Eiffel Tower at your lake house. <laughs> just, it sounds you know, like, it does sound like you might have seen that a few times. Oh, no, you don't know. We, understand you, so you, many times. Yeah. And we're like, that's great. Clearly you loved France or you got that for $5 at a sale. But why is it here? Okay. It makes no sense. So we really kind of say like avoid, you know, locale photographs if they don't fit with where you are. Or the other thing is go, don't go to, for example, I mean, the framing shop, like here it would be Aaron Brothers. Don't go buy Aaron Brothers art. So for example, Aaron Brothers, we get things framed there. It's a great framing place, but they also have like, look at, here's our framed art section. It's all bad. Don't do that. Yeah. Put a little thought into your art, you know, get things that look um, like someone, you know, just did them, like an artist actually did them. They might not have, maybe it was a, maybe it's mass produced, but it should at least look like it was, it's an original. Yeah. Um, that's kind of our rule of thumb is it, it needs to look unique and individual um, and curated. And the other thing is, Heather, is that we are really big fans of gallery walls. Um, a lot of people have these giant walls and they hang like one large piece of art on it and then that's it. And then they've got this giant expansive wall. So it's really nice to, t to have a gallery wall and have that giant piece anchor it and then put smaller pieces and some architectural, again, like mounted antlers or something around it. And it doesn't have to be expensive. I mean, you can find great art at garage sales. You know, mm -hmm. somebody's old painting that was in their grandmother's house. You know, and, and then people walk in. It, it kind of, it's a level of sophistication. You know, people, people don't necessarily do that in their own house. But then they come in and they're like, wow, look at all this great art in here. And little do they realize, like, you bought it all on Saturday at a garage sale. So, you know, art, art kind of ups the game. It's, it's incredibly important and it's amazing how many people don't really think about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm amongst those people who haven't really thought about it in the past. And, you know, I, I'm coming to the realization now that, uh, that it does take far more thought to, to set up and stage a home 
than I first did when I came out from England. I used to fly out at, at a weekend and fly in on a Friday and do the closing on a property and have it furnished and ready to go by Sunday. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. I can't do that anymore. I would not. I would not do that anymore. Right. No, uh, we right. wouldn't like yeah <laughs> you know 15 years ago that might have been okay in fact it was perfectly okay but but right. but guests are they're different today than they were 15 yeah. years ago they're they're far less tolerant they're they're more discerning for sure yeah and and the thing about art is like you can have a lot of fun with your art i mean you know people are sort of they're scared of it but you know, you, you putting a gallery wall together could just be a lot of fun. I mean, finding some great finds. And, and the other thing is, in terms of sort of going back to that gallery wall, is, you know, obviously the flat screen television are hung on walls now or over mantles or, or whatnot. But um, we, we just did this vacation rental um, we're, that we're finishing up in, in Virginia. So we do, we're doing it through e-design. And the first thing when you come in, they have two entrances. One is upstairs and one is down, just the way the property is. And when you walk in to the property on the downstairs, you know, we've designed this awesome family room, really pretty family room for them. But the first thing you see when you walk, when you walk in is right across the way is this giant wall. And they were putting the, t we said, put your TV there. And hang it on the and wall. And hang it on the wall. And then it's just this jarring, giant black hole, right? Like it's just this big black mass on the wall. So we said to them, we would like you to create a gallery wall around your television. So that that wall, when they walk in, and that's the first thing they're looking at, and then they're kind of looking at everything else, that wall is visually interesting to them. So you don't notice the television as much. But wow, look at that really cool framed vintage American flag that you found. Mm -hmm. You know, look at those old skis, those wooden skis that you found. So we, we helped them curate some really interesting items to go around the television so that it, it took you away from staring at the television. Yeah, in fact, now it's an, now it's an enhancement. Mm -hmm. Those are some um, really, really amazing ideas. And I, you know, I think we could probably devote one whole episode to to artwork. It's I'm I'm fascinated by this, and I have to say I'm now onto my third page of notes. So okay, that's good. <laughs> so that's you know we, we are coming up to the um, to, to our time now, but I just didn't want to leave without talking about um, what you're going to be sharing with the audience at the Vacation Rental Success Summit because you're both coming to um, to deliver a presentation as you did last year in Toronto. Yes, it was so fun. So Both of us will be here this year and we're going to be um, the duo on the stage. What, what can people um, look forward to? So um, we are giving a, a workshop entitled, Oops, You Lost Us at the Poly Bed Spread. <laughs> Poly Bed Spread. And it is, it's sometimes the best way to learn about design is to learn what not to do. And then once you learn what not to do, what to do becomes more natural. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to um, give some um, mishaps of what to avoid and then how to do it right. Yeah. So basically, if you're if if you know you're scanning through rentals and you're looking to rent, let's say in San Antonio, and you know obviously Heather, you do this a lot. You see a polyester bedspread and you're not clicking to see what else is you know the property looks like. So we're gonna we're gonna teach you um, if you've been doing this, you need to stop 
and you need to make some changes. Because if you, there are certain errors um, that owners make and, and they, they are doing everything right except for the design. There are so many people who are so talented at this business. They are, you know, listening to your podcast. They are avidly learning and they're, you know, really making their guests happy in so many ways. But there are certain things that you do that people will lose trust in you. So for example, you know, if you have, you know, the wrong bedspread, you've lost the person right there. They don't care if you're responsive, if you have some nice reviews. Nope, I lost all trust in you because you put a purple polyester bedspread on in your master bedroom. Right. That's it. Right. You've just lost that potential client from clicking on your site and saying, wow, I want to see more of this. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, that's, that's unfortunate because the goal is to get every person who sees your place to just want to go through every picture and then feel an urgency to rent it right now for the weeks that they need it. Well, it sounds like your, your session is, is almost worth the cost of the ticket for people to come along <laughs> and learn that because if, if they're going to capture a person, um, you know, capture a guest who will then go on and book because they've done it right, then they've actually made some money out of um, learning. So I, I would encourage anybody who's, who's out there is on the fence about coming to the Vacation Rental Success Summit that you should really get your ticket now to make sure that you go along and hear what Mercedes and Karen have to say because you could, you could actually really benefit from it. Um, ladies, thank you so much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. How, how can people find out more about you? Go to our blog, www.onechicretreat.com. Dot com. Did I just say? You said dot com. Dot com. <laughs> I said dot yeah, com. Yeah, kind of like got milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dot com. And um, subscribe to our blog and you will... In your inbox once a month, you will get our latest post. Um, we also have a fantastic marketplace where we curate pillows, luggage racks, sheets, towels. We um, probably very soon will have our mattress up. We, we work with a local um, Los Angeles family-owned business uh, where we've actually created, we've collaborated on a mattress specifically for vacation rentals. So that's on in our marketplace as well. So, Yeah. We encourage everybody to come on by. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I shall really look forward to seeing you in San Antonio in May. We can't we wait either, Heather. Heather. Thank so you excited. so much for today. And thank you so much. Well, thank you, Mercedes and Karen from One Chic Retreat. That was a terrific conversation. And thank you so much for the personalized consultancy I, I got from you for the cottage that I went to see recently. Um, I really appreciated that. There's some really good insights, uh, particularly in that, um, in that porchway, breezeway area that, uh, that I, I had a bit of difficulty in envisaging when, uh, when I went to see it. But now having talked to the duo, I have a much greater idea of what I can go back to the owners and and talk to them about and say, well, you know, this is these are the things that really is going to make that or give give you that wow response when guests walk in your door, which is is what they really really need. And I love the tip on the brilliant white paint too. 
Uh, I'm going to have, when I get back to Ontario, looking at my own property, I have, I don't have the beige walls that they mentioned, but in my kitchen, um, my kitchen actually needs repainting this year. And I'm thinking that maybe I will go for, for white and, um, you know, really brighten it up because it's currently a sort of, um, a, a greeny shade, which slightly reminds me of hospitals. So now I've had this discussion and we've talked about brilliant white paint. I think that's that, that may be the direction I'm heading in. Anyway, huge thanks to both Mercedes and Karen for sharing all that they did share. And if you want to hear them in person, as we've just talked about, they will be at the Vacation Rental Success Summit in San Antonio in May. So if you have not got your tickets yet and you would like to buy them, don't do so until you've emailed me at heather at cottageblogger.com and I can give you a very special listener discount code. And it will be a substantial discount. So, you know, don't go ahead buying your tickets until you've, um, you, you have emailed me and let me know that you'd like that code. And if you're on your fence, if you're on the fence about uh, buying a ticket, um, don't forget there's a couple of things included that um, that may not be you know, totally clear on the on the website. We're going to make that a bit more clear. That within the cost of your ticket, you're going to get lunch on both the Saturday and Sunday. There's a uh, an reception with hors d'oeuvres on the Saturday night, which is sponsored by Vacasa. And we're also you you also get the boat trip or if if you want to take it, there will be boats leaving in front of the Marriott on Saturday evening. So you can take the tour of the Riverwalk by boat, which is really I, I, if you've never done this before, it's one of those things that you should have on your bucket list that you've done the riverboat tour in San Antonio because it's it's just wonderful. And that's included in the cost of your ticket too. So, and there's, there's a bunch of other things that, uh, that you're going to benefit from. So get off the fence, give me, uh, send me an email and let's get that ticket in place for you. So once again, uh, from the panhandle of Florida, it's been great being with you again for another super episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. And I'll look forward to being with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business. Oh,